I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg owns more wealth than the bottom 125 million Americans. That's wrong. That's immoral. All the mayor has to do is say, you are released from the non-disclosure agreement. Period. Let's put forward somebody who actually lives and works in a middle-class neighborhood in an industrial Midwestern city. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Ouch, everybody was going after Michael Bloomberg at Wednesday night's Democratic presidential debate in Nevada. Is this any way to treat the new kid? I mean, it's your first day on the debate stage. You're trying to make some friends and get along with people. Is this how you get treated? If you're trying to buy the Democratic presidential nomination, it is, especially if you're rising in the polls. How does Mike Bloomberg feel about this? Do we care about his feelings? No, we don't. But we do care about whether he's going to become the Democratic nominee for president to take on Donald Trump. And we want to know if his very unusual and expensive campaign is going to fly or flop in Wisconsin. So let's talk about it on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are half of the State Journal editorial board. The more debatable half. What's your takeaway on how Bloomberg did? I don't think he did very well in the debate. I think he was mm-hmm. avoided going on a debate stage because he's probably not a very good debater. There's a skill to debating. I don't think Michael Bloomberg has that skill. Unfortunately, we use debates as a sort of format to see who's the best to run anything. Uh-huh. But the skill of debating is very different than the skill of actually managing anything. But it does show that you can think on your feet and that you're knowledgeable about things. Oh, absolutely. I'm not so sure that he's a bad debater. I thought at the start of it. No, he's a, he's a bad debater because when they asked him, we uh-huh. play the we play the clip where they asked him about stop and frisk. Sure, didn't they ask him like four times? They did. And Which he did, clip do you want? And he didn't have an answer for it. When I got into office, there were 650 murders a year in New York City, and I thought that my first responsibility was to give people the right to live. That's the basic right of everything. And we started a we adopted a policy which had been in place. Uh, the policy that all big uh, police departments use of stop and frisk. What happened, however, was it got out of control. And when we discovered, I discovered that we were doing many, many, too many stop and frisks, we cut 95% of it out. He did not have an answer. I mean, he, it's, it's not like he didn't know people were going to ask him about stop and frisk. Yeah. And well, his response was fumbly, and he tried to talk around it. I've asked for forgiveness, but the bottom line is that we stopped too many people, but the policy, we stopped too many people. It's not whether he apologized or not, it's the policy. The policy was abhorrent. If you know this is in your history, you come up with a line to explain quickly and succinctly your position on stop and frisk, why you were wrong, and your contrition. Well, he tried to do that, but he did not do a good job of it. The same thing happened I when— about, I mean, just want to talk about preparation. Like, you know this question. coming. Uh, can I coming. finish my response? Thank you. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> this is total debate format. Whoever talks the most wins. <laughs> Warren brought up the nondisclosure deals with women who had— 
complained that he had sexually harassed them. None of them accused me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. And let me just put, and let me put, there's a be agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. We are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed okay. and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Warren, who's down on the polls and desperate to get some subtraction out of this debate, really went after him. And I think that did throw him off. You sort of got the sense that one of the richest men in the world felt a little uncomfortable and nervous for about the first time in 25 years. Yeah, he did get that feeling. Yeah, he sort of had his rear end handed to him by Elizabeth Warren. And she's good at that. I mean, she's, an, she's a very, I think Elizabeth Warren, back to my earlier point, is a very good debater. I don't know how that translates to electability or management skills, but she's really good in these, in these debate formats, I think. Yeah, if I had to say somebody won the debate, I would say she probably won it just in terms of getting the most attention and having the most pointed responses and accusations. On the other hand, she just has a fierceness and talks about fighting, fight, 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 and a sanctimony about her that I think that's why she's down. I'm not so sure Mike Bloomberg came out of this debate so bad because in a way, he's got all of this now has been sort of dealt with in this debate. He got the stuffing beat out of him. When you're a billionaire and you get the stuffing beat out of you, does that mean like $100 bills fly out of you? They're doing a cartoon. That could be a cartoon. Yeah. They've all gone after him with everything they've got. He's not even competing in the Nevada primary coming up. He's not competing till Super Tuesday in early March. Yeah. And I thought towards the end of the debate, he kind of found himself. He's sort of like, they're out of punches on that. We're moving on here. Hey, I'm going to talk about climate change. I'm going to talk about being the only businessman on the stage. I thought he did start to find his footing, and I think he's going to be better in future debates. You probably, he couldn't be much worse. When we have so many people who go to work every day, and they feel not good about their jobs, they feel like cogs in a machine. I want workers to be able to sit on corporate boards as well so they can have some say over what happens to their lives. Mayor Bloomberg, you own a large company. Would you support what Senator Sanders is proposing? Absolutely not. I can't think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. This is ridiculous. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism and it just didn't work. I doubt that his stop and frisk and the non-disclosure agreements are, are going away. I don't think that's settled because that's not how politics works. But when the comparison here is to Trump, most people will say, well, yeah, uh, compared to Trump, Bloomberg's a gentleman. Compared to Trump, he is releasing his tax returns. At least he said he was going to. Yeah, he said he's going to. <laughs> and he had a good line about, you know, I can't do my taxes on TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Amy Klobuchar can, she said. So can I, man. <laughs> you might be worth slightly less than $62 billion. Even stop and frisk. Compared to Donald Trump's record, where he still won't apologize for some of the racist things he said, there's no comparison. So, I mean, in a way, if Democrats are like, we want somebody to beat Donald Trump, Bloomberg at the start said, I'm a New Yorker. I know how to take on an arrogant con man like Donald Trump that comes from New York. I'm a mayor. I was a mayor. I know how to run a complicated city, the biggest, most diverse city in this country. I'm a manager. 
I knew what to do after 9-11 and brought the city back stronger than ever. And I'm a philanthropist who didn't inherit his money, but made his money. And I'm spending that money to get rid of Donald Trump, the worst president we have ever had. He's battling Trump with some some Trumpism back. He's, he's everything that Donald Trump wants you to think that Donald Trump is. Like Donald Trump wants you to think he's a self-made businessman who's loaded with money. But, but he got 400-some million from his dad. Yeah, and, and Bloomberg is Bloomberg a self-made. Bloomberg is self-made. Trump wants you to think like he knows how to run this massive company. Well, his company isn't as massive and we, we don't know yeah, how well he's it, running it. It's more marketing. It's all showmanship. And, yeah. and and Bloomberg actually has run companies and run like the largest city yeah. in the country, you know. So yeah. he's done all the stuff that Trump wants you to think that he can do. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Bloomberg's just a more authentic version of what Trump's trying to – he's just the real deal of what Trump's trying to sell. Yeah, at some point he said, I don't think anybody else up here on the debate stage has started a business. Have they? Which is deafening silence. Deafening (laughs) silence. So a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, these are all just government politicians. Bloomberg can go toe-to-toe with him. I thought that was maybe one of his best moments. He's the guy that's invested in gun control efforts more than anybody. Oh, yeah. He has taken on some – liberal projects and made them his personal mission. Climate change, gun control are things that he cares deeply about. The one thing I also like about Bloomberg that he talks about a lot is, I don't care what your idea is. How are you going to get it done in Congress? Yep. Bernie Sanders has all these ideas and just all of a sudden, as soon as he's elected president, this revolution is going to somehow win every seat in Congress and do it actually exactly once. That's not how government works, you know. As much as Bloomberg was kind of deer in the headlights at the start of the debate, near the end where he started talking about we need a professional manager to get things done efficiently and effectively in Washington, yeah. that business sort of pitch, that's when he really started to get going. That pitch has a really big appeal to especially sort of the more moderate centrist voters out there. I believe in democratic socialism okay, for enough. working people, not billionaires, health care for all, Please. educational opportunity all right, Senator, for all. Senator, thank you. Mayor what a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here? Well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, House One. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, House Two. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer but, camp. Forgive me for that. But, Where is your home? But, Which tax... Which tax haven New do you York, have your home? New York City, thank you very much. Yeah, right, and I yeah, pay all my home. taxes. <laughs> and I'm happy to do it because I get something for Let's it. Let's transition to Wisconsin here. He has spent more than $4 million in ads in Wisconsin already. He is the money candidate. Now, prior to this, Bernie Sanders was the big money candidate. I haven't seen any ads besides Bloomberg on TV in Wisconsin yet. I don't really watch TV where there are ads on, other than I think I saw one on the Super Bowl for Bloomberg. So he spent more than four million bucks already and in the last Marquette poll he was at six percent in Wisconsin that was in January is this gonna be all old news because when this podcast you know we're on on Sunday we're gonna have better polling done by the Wisconsin State Journal in our newspaper <laughs> well more up to date more up but it's gonna be better too <laughs> we only make the most beautiful polls most beautiful polls 
Yes, the Wisconsin State Journal is unveiling the first of its polls that we are sponsoring on Sunday, and we ought to plug the the Wisconsin State Journal front page podcast. If you haven't checked out our news desk podcast. Not just opinion jerks, but actual (laughs) actual journalists who know about the news. They are releasing that Monday, and they're going to talk all about this new poll. Yeah. And Bloomberg was included in this poll, so we have some numbers on that. But for the moment, for this week- The most recent- the polling, which is, is was Marquette. In, Joe Biden was leading. Oh, wow. That is old. Yeah. It was uh, Joe Biden had 23%, Sanders 19 Buttigieg 15 Warren 14 Bloomberg 6 And Klobuchar didn't even make that list, did uh, she? No, she was in four, at four. And actually, Bloomberg was up from the previous... The previous poll they had done, he was at three. So yeah. he was. So his ads were having an effect. But the struggle there, Bloomberg's favorables were 20%, his unfavorables 35 I think it's hard in the Democratic Party to win when it appears that you're just buying the primary. On the other hand, he's not getting a pass anymore. I mean, this is the other way that getting beat up in this debate, particularly at the start of the debate, helps him is he's not just going to skip all the hard work and just buy ads. Yeah. No, No, he got... He actually did a little hard work. Everybody went after him at the debate. And and I will say, uh, not to... I don't want to diss the Marquette poll. They do great work at Marquette. Uh, Just get that in there, Scott. Make sure you don't edit that last, my, my contrition out. Because I can, I can say that I was just sort of being hyperbolic and Trumpy in my discussions. Yeah, Thanks. it was more about Marquette as an institution versus UW-Madison. <laughs> That's right. Madison, of course, is the premier flagship university. We are, we are premier here. And we're both alums, so that's why we're that's right. jabbing that's right. I mean, We have a much better basketball team. Yeah. Scott Walker couldn't get into UW, into Marquette. <laughs> I think. I don't know. He couldn't get out of Marquette <laughs> he either. Get out of Marquette. But yeah, back to Bloomberg. He's going to get criticism for trying to buy this election. But I, we had a really great letter this week in the paper. And it was somebody saying, you know, Bloomberg's getting all this criticism for buying the election yeah. with his money. Bernie Sanders is trying to buy the election with our money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he's going to he's going to promise to spend billions of dollars of yeah. taxpayer dollars that we don't have. Yeah. And blew, balloon the deficit free for, stuff. All, for all of his f- programs and free stuff. He's buying the election of other people's money. I thought yeah. that was a, a fun point. Buttigieg, unlike Bloomberg, he is always prepared for any question. And sometimes his answers go a little too long and they cut him off. But having said that, I thought he just perfectly used Mike Bloomberg on the stage to go after Bernie Sanders, who is the leading candidate in Nevada. Yeah. It was clear Buttigieg was viewing Bernie as the guy I got to go after. I mean, I know he took some jabs at At my girl, Amy. Yeah, at Amy because they're in the same lane or whatever. But he used Bloomberg's wealth against Sanders. So, like, Sanders is going after Bloomberg uh, for being this billionaire and and Sanders is the, the man for the common people. And then Buttigieg says... Well, you know, when I'm standing on the porch in my one home in Indiana, <laughs> yeah. and that was after Bloomberg dinged. Sanders has three homes. He's yeah. got three homes. So Buttigieg got a good one in there. Buttigieg at one point said, I'm the only person here who is not a millionaire. Yeah, he is the only person who's not a millionaire. Yeah. In other words, lumping them in with Bloomberg as the fat cat. Yeah. Then he got another ding in on Sanders when... He said, I actually think we should have a Democratic nominee who's actually a Democrat. That's right, yeah, yeah. That was not only a rip on Bloomberg, who ran for— He was a Republican when he was mayor of New York City. For one term. Yeah. And then 
But also it's a rip on Bernie because Bernie hasn't been a Democrat. Yeah, he's a Democratic socialist. His, when, we, when we put his name in the newspaper, it's technically Bernie Sanders, I, Vermont. Yeah. And I, yeah, Buttigieg had a, I think he had a good night. Buttigieg is one of those guys I like a lot too. He talks, the way he talks about America, I feel like he's got the way, you know, his platitudes are not quite Obama-esque, but he has the way of talking yeah. about a country where I want to live in that country. Yeah. You know, I get, it makes me, makes me kind of misty. Like, oh yeah, what a beautiful vision of the future. <laughs> you know, he's got that about him. Now, do I question that this one-term mayor of South Bend, Indiana can get it done? Maybe he's two-term mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Do I question whether he can get any of it done? Absolutely. In any case, Bloomberg did come to Milwaukee back in December. I can't imagine he's not going to come to Madison. I'm sure they all will be coming Every to Madison Every Democratic candidate will be here in Madison at some point. Uh, whoever's left. After Super Tuesday, who's ever left after Super Tuesday will be in Madison. When he was in Milwaukee, he went to the public market there. He bought some cheese curds and a six-pack. He also has been luring campaign staff. He pays them more. He claims to have 60 staff already in Wisconsin. He's spending money not just on TV ads, but Facebook and Google ads on voter registration efforts. Yeah. I mean, he's formidable. I think my favorite thing about Bloomberg so far is that I I believe he said that he's going to spend a ton of money on this presidential race, no matter who the nominee is. Now, do you think... He'll spend a whole bunch of money on Bernie Sanders. And will Bernie Sanders accept money from a billionaire? (laughs) I think he would, even if he said he's not. Yeah. You know, it'd have to be money spent independently, probably on... A super PAC funding or something like that. Yeah, it couldn't be directly anyway. So Bernie could claim has nothing to do with him. Yeah. But it it seems hard to believe Bloomberg would spend a billion or something on Bernie if Bernie wins the nomination. Yeah. I almost wonder if maybe he'd go independent. Bloomberg? Yeah. It seems like Mayor Bloomberg really dislikes Trump. And running as an independent would give Trump another shot at winning. He may knock down an endless talking point of the Democrats, which is big money always wins. Yeah, he might he might not win. They never bring that up when Tammy Baldwin is the big money candidate no. or Shirley Abramson is the big money candidate. Then Democrats, they Don't, run away from that yes. talking point. But they're right. Typically, the candidates with the most money win. If Bloomberg doesn't win, that theory is kind of on its head. In fact, it could doom campaign finance reform for eternity. That's right. It could. Bloomberg hasn't really got any votes yet. You know, they've had they've had two races and Bloomberg hasn't really he hasn't been on the ballot in either uh, Iowa or New Hampshire. He's not going to be on in Nevada or South Carolina. Yeah. So he is waiting until Super Tuesday on March 3rd. Remember Rudy Giuliani ran for former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani ran for president. And he skipped a lot of the early states, too, and put all of his resources into Florida to try and get a big showing in Florida. And by then there was a narrative. And yeah. he wasn't part of it. But he doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have the resources of Bloomberg. Of Mr. Bloomberg. Yes, momentum is what you're pointing to, the big mo. And momentum typically has driven where these things go. Yeah. But 3.9% of delegates will be decided before Super Tuesday and 40% will be decided on Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, if Bloomberg wins California, it doesn't matter what – if he wins all the delegates from California, it really doesn't matter – what else happens up until that point? And there have been candidates like Bill Clinton that were not winning in the early contests. Yeah. I think Warren had the best night. Joe Biden had a good night. Joe Biden, Joe Biden did As have a bad, Joe Biden goes. He did not have a bad night. And he let- he Which let, is good for him. He let Bloomberg do all the stumbling and fumbling. And I thought Joe actually, I think he reminded some people that he really can be the moderate voice and the steady hand. If you're looking for a steady hand, Joe can be your guy. 
I think he proved that again last night. I think he will get a little bump in the polls. He might do better in Nevada than people were expecting. Warren might surge because she really took it to Bloomberg. And my two favorite candidates, Buttigieg and Klobuchar, you got a little snippy with each other and, and maybe directed yep. a little too much energy at each other as opposed to at some of the more progressive or billionaire candidates on the stage. Yeah. Uh, and they might have canceled each other out. So I think I think Warren and Biden had good nights. They have the least to lose. Whoever has the least to lose often has the best debate performance. I mean, Klobuchar mm-hmm. surged after her New Hampshire debate performance because she was at like 3%. You know, yeah. and she had a great, she gave this great performance and it propelled her. I think Warren's put a lot of resources in Nevada. And I think maybe if she doesn't do well in Nevada this weekend, Warren's out. Biden might be out after South Carolina Absolutely. If, if if he doesn't do well. And there is some polling suggesting that a lot of Biden's support is slipping away to Bloomberg. Sleepy Joe. He wasn't you know, sleepy last night. I do think Biden's toast. I think Bloomberg's right that he can beat Trump, but he's got a real challenge getting through a Democratic primary with spending so much money and having a history of sexist comments and racist police policies. Yeah, that's going to be hard to really inspire a lot of Democrats to come out and vote. But if there's ever been a year when Democrats want to pick the guy that can win, not necessarily the guy they're in love with or the woman who's the best candidate, this would be it. So Bloomberg, when he announced he was running for president, he had two of his editorial writers that he moved onto his staff. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I wonder then if that means if John Smalley, you know, runs for Verona City Council or something, you know, he'll hire you and I. That sounds like a cushy good gig, right? (laughs) Uh, who is our editor, by the way? Who's our editor? Yeah, there, you know, because there's a cartoonist who loves Trump's name's Ben Garrison. He and it, like the creepiest thing he does is he draws Trump with a six pack. Huh? Why? Because Trump is so amazing and strong. Of course, he has a six pack. Oh, I thought you meant a six pack. No, 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 no! Get your head out of the Wisconsin gutter, Scott Milford. <laughs> our house band is Tube Tester. To subscribe to the Wisconsin State Journal's digital edition and skip all of those survey questions and get all of our journalism whenever you want it on any device, go to madison.com slash subscribe now.